I'm going to ask you again. Don't make me ask you three times. Are you ready to fucking rock and roll tonight? <laughs> I've, I've never been ready to rock and roll. Tanya, you ready to rock? You look ready to rock and roll with that fucking Pigeon Forge ass hat on. <laughs> Backwards and all this morning, Michelle said, you look like you're going to take my lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I didn't want to wash my hair. I, d- I do that all the time. But I'm kind of into it. I love it. Oh, well, it's it's cooler if it's on backwards, like like yeah. temperature wise. Oh, but also <laughs> fashion wise. <laughs> but front ways, it's just real busy. But I had this made for my birthday in Gatlinburg. It says no. Yeah, it, it says, says no N-O. with a rainbow <laughs> airbrushed over. Rainbow it. airbrushed with the letters N O. I have to tell you, the greatest one word spell is no. When we pulled up to record here, and I, if I hadn't known your car, I thought I was going to have an interaction with the real street tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the flowers on my shirt don't give away that I'm a dough bitch. <laughs> yeah. Do they have any? Uh, so you just made, had that made? Yeah, it was just plain white. <laughs> it's it's pink mesh trucker. What do they call this? Like style? airbrush? Airbrush? Yeah, airbrush. Have you ever seen like a airbrush Confederate flag or anything? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there were multiple. I won't go into stores that have Confederate flags out front, and so it really limits my ability to patron. Yeah. <laughs> How do you shop in? in How you shop in Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there were no. Uh, I did not personally see any rebel flags in this shop where I got this hat made. <laughs> but there was a T-shirt in the window that we think was homophobic. <laughs> what did it say? It said, I ain't gay, but $20 is $20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure how to take that, honestly. I thought I thought a funny joke, and me and Terrence do this in the car from time to time when it's just me and him, is... Uh, Keep going, sorry. It's just the headphones. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, there you go. I think a funny way to set up a joke is, nah, I ain't gay or anything. <laughs> and then just tell completely unrelated jokes. But it doesn't like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But two yeah. for one breakfast burritos right. at McDonald's yeah, is the, the best deal going. Yeah, the shirt was black. It was white text. And it just said, I ain't gay, real big. And so when we saw it, we saw it walking up and we couldn't see nothing else. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, this can't be good. And then the bottom said, but $20 is $20. <laughs> I ain't gay or anything, but a 3% interest rate... <laughs> Is a three percent a three percent APR? Best deal going. So the guy who airbrushed my T-shirt, uh, my hat rather, I had my dolly for president uh-huh. patch back patch on my vest. White yeah, my denim vest. vest. Yeah, my white denim vest with my dolly for president back patch and pack batch. Is that what I said? <laughs> pack batch. Pack, pack batch. <laughs> Um, and so I, you know, I paid him, I picked up my hat, I paid him and then I left and when I dropped, picked it back up, he had seen my patch. It was like an hour later. And as soon as I came in the door, he said, he looked up and he said, you know, Dolly could be president if she wanted to. <laughs> in I all said, seriousness. I, yeah. He was serious at heart. I said, yeah, I know. I know she could be. And he said, she really probably could. She's popular enough. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, yeah. And she's got the right politics for the most part, even though she claims not to be very political. We know better. And he said, yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm of the opinion that extremely wealthy people have, um, like, sort of Frankenstein politics. Like, they probably believe in, like, the Anthony Bourdain interview. Did you read that? Um, No. It was, like, his last interview. Oh, God. Uh, It was on that website, uh, Popular or whatever. Oh, yeah. Did you read it? This mic smells like beer. 
Interesting. Right, it's a party mic. <laughs> mm, probably Matt Carter. That's a rock and roll mic. Is that him just huffing into this mic? <laughs> yeah. Beer yeah. breath? Probably. That is sick. <laughs> God, Matt. Want me to switch me mics? Be no, somebody, Matthew. But literally just huffing it, beer breath into this mic <laughs> has turned it to into beer mic. Well, I'm just the, Matt's the only person on the show recently who actually imbibes. Imbibes. That's yeah, a terrible mobs. word. But no, the fr- the the Anthony Bourdain interview. He was like, he, like he was like, um, one second he like bashed the fuck out of Occupy, but then the next se- second he was like approvingly quoting Lennon. Oh so, wow! So that's interesting. That yeah. uh, that is actually a trend, I think. Particular. I mean, even like, fucking, it's even made the mainstream. Kristen Gillibrand has those Frankenstein. Yeah. Politics. I just think if you're wealthy, your 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 opinions and sort of politics don't have any like real world application. So you could they can just be a sort of you, a you're gonna be fine whatever the reality is. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Although I think it's different if you were born into money and not like if you've never. So I mean, most people with money have never known life without money. Right. And we've talked about that generational right, right, wealth. Right. But Dolly is one who has d- certainly known life without and well, mu- and much of much of her philanthropy. <laughs> Is around poverty, <laughs> elimination, and literacy. <laughs> what did you say? I said she grew up the daughter of a sharecropper, right? Uh, I didn't even know this existed still. What existed? Sharecroppers? Well, in her day, like, Dolly's getting up there. <laughs> I mean, she looks great. I'm just saying she's getting <laughs> up there. Yeah, I think he was a farmer. Yeah. It's probably very uh, problematic for me to say. I'm sure somebody will comment, oh, there are sharecroppers, buddy. <laughs> yeah, hey, buddy. <laughs> Listen, motherfucker. Listen here, you fucking cactus. I love ass. it when people at Terrence on Twitter. <laughs> That's my favorite Twitter. My favorite Twitter is at Terrence. At Terrence Ray. Say a little bit more about <laughs> that. <Keep laughs> Anytime going. anybody ats Terrence, mm. I love it. I assume I only see a very small percentage of the at Terrence. I need, I need I need to get the fuck off the main account and carve my own trail because you guys are really lapping me in the individual accounts. Just because all I, all I use my personal Twitter for is a propaganda arm for the podcast. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're in it for the I crew. Need to, no, me and Tanya got a... We're out here building our own brand. And that's oh, there. I made money for my birthday. Yeah, I was gonna ask you how much. One hundred forty bucks. God, God damn. damn. Did but you have, did you have to send any nudes for that? No, just not off one. PayPal, huh? Yeah, off PayPal. No nudes. I would have. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, just I like, so I you, so yeah. you fuckers know, you could have got some <laughs> some titties <laughs> out of the deal, but you didn't. <laughs> this week, Th- that's like that's like selling somebody. Uh, a Chevy Cobalt or whatever, and being like, you could have got the <laughs> Porsche for that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. This weekend, my friend referred to her own tits as cow tongues. <laughs> and so I feel like I was want to be like, I'll send you a pic of my cow tongues. <laughs> what is the analogy there? Are cow tongues really, uh, <laughs> they're really long and floppy? Yeah, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hey, listen. I just imagine them as a big version of any tongue. Those are some underrated titties. The cow tongues are the cow tongue yeah, titties. I'm a fan what? of the whole genre myself. Me I too. Mean, all boobs are good boobs. I've literally made patches. Z's, I have made patches that say all boobs are good boobs. I believe it. I don't. <laughs> I'm not going. On, I'm not hopping on this one. Well, you have not appreciated a West Virginia strip club, then. 
Because you get the whole spectrum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Full buffet. And all, all equally as good. Amazing. In their own ways. Absolutely. I usually just call them pancake tits, but cow tongue <laughs> takes it to a whole new level. I like I like that. Uh, does that mean that they have like a rough sort of... Um, sandpaper like i don't know i should have <laughs> i should have asked all these Quality clarifying tongue. questions please go on mm. about your boobs have you ever eaten cow tongue i don't think so but who knows what's in a hot dog good point good point man nah. those used to have them at the store probably butthole if i had to guess cow <laughs> butthole oh, crazy i just watched letcher county butcher butcher i told you we were having this like yeah. lunch movies how's that it was brutal. I'd never seen it before. The oh. only saving grace is that it's in black and white. So you get the, spared a little of the gore. Yeah, you're spared a bit of the gore, but when was it filmed? 1970. So do they like what kind of? I'm imagining like Apocalypse Now, like uh, them chopping off of a live cow's head. But the soundtrack is all harmonica. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> set the, Classic set the, uh, Apple set Shop editorial yeah. Yeah. Cho- production choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I recommend it actually. What does blood look like in black and white? It looked like a river. I mean, it li- he literally slit its throat, and it just looked like a river flowing didn't, behind didn't him. Suddenly, there was an entire creek. There a John Prine song where he's going to the lake to save his marriage, and he says, "You know what blood looks like in black and white? Shadows." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that sounds a little more like Bob Dylan than John Prine, Shit. but whatever. Shadows. Shadows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Letcher County Butcher. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. It was. It's just like ten minutes long. How was the other movie you watched? We saw In Your Blood, which I'd seen before. It's pretty good. It's that young Herbie Smith. They were all made in 1970. What's In Your Blood? In Your Blood is. It's kind of a drama. Like it's scripted a little. It's pretty cute. And most of the scenes, they're all in Letcher County. But the whole opening, like first few minutes, are at Whitesburg City Pool. So that's really cool. Oh, nice. And he's like flirting with the lifeguard girl. Uh, oh, problematic so already. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> then, then they're like talking, and he's like, "Yeah, my daddy's on on a night shift, so I can't borrow the car like I used to." And she's like, "Shame you can't get your daddy's car." <laughs> and, then, and then he's like in the car with his buddy. Wait, wait. So he scripted that, like, um, yeah, like it's scripted. Her, her saying that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good sort of. Yeah, and then you, you really don't notice her saying that in the conversation they're having, and then it cuts in later. You know, oh. There's like a, a memory sequence at the very end oh. where he's like flashing all these memories from the film, and it's her saying, shame you can't get your daddy's car. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, in 1970s terms, that meant that uh, she was going to throw it at him a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. And her, Herbie scripted it that way. That's what I, that's what I was getting at earlier. <laughs> Probably. So anyway, then he's like, for all he uh, he he's in the car with his friends. His friend says, "Yeah, I'm buying a car because my dad got me a job making twenty dollars a day down wherever mine." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, that's pretty good." And though then <laughs> then it cuts to him frolicking in the mountains in the creek by himself. He's like, you know, running with youthful joy through a <laughs> like really pretty watery scene. Uh. And then he's, like, at the mine where his friend got this job talking to the other guys that work there. And that's where he gets the nut. Then he's like, hey, you, how long you worked here? How you like it? Blah, blah, blah. He's just, like, asking them about it. And they're all like, and the guy's like, oh, I worked here 25 years. It's all I know. It's all I do. Blah, blah, blah. He, said, you don't, he said, you don't mind it. 
he said the only time you mind it is on Monday morning. <laughs> the rest of it's just the one. The one thing that all jobs have in common. <laughs> yeah, except for I mind mine every day, every morning. Uh, and then one of the guys said, "Yeah, it just comes natural to you. It's in your blood." Oh, and that's God. where I got the name of the film. And then the last kind of act, it's just 20 minutes total. The last kind of act is him flipping through, him like running through the mountains, feeling free. The girl want, the girl saying, Shane, can't get you down his car. His friend saying, <laughs> his friend's He's playing over and over. Yeah. I know how that goes. <laughs> I have been in that situation. Yeah, yeah. We're like, and his, his friend saying, I got a job. Oh, that the is the worst. When there's job, one huge the hindrance to you getting the dance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you just replay that line over and over in your mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just like, oh, shame. Shame you didn't see that text message. <laughs> ah, oh, God, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> shame you didn't see me at you. Uh, uh, um, anyway, <laughs> then the last scene is him say, buying a car, him like test driving a car and like hearing all this. <laughs> I'd be damned if that happened again. He's like, he's like not going to work in the mines, blah, 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 but he's like somehow figured out he's buying this car. Is that is that a, one of the thirstier acts? Like you get knocked, knocked out of some poon because you didn't have a car, so you go put yourself in debt to make sure it doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. again. Well, back, yeah, you know, like back, thirsty. back then, that was, uh, or even now, it was a sign of like, got a car you know you can go to the movies you can do it freeze you up a little bit mm-hmm. speaking of cars uh, i was thinking about this last night because you know a laid-back country picker played in whitesburg and uh and he drives that old cop car around and i was thinking about it the other day i think um one way to um to reduce crime while not furthering the expansion of the police state and also, cutting back on their surveillance state is if we just issued every single person one of those police cars, because then every single person would constantly be like, "Oh shit, is that the actual cops?" Oh my god, the rise of anxiety. <laughs> oh, I, I so do that high. all the time. Constantly, like, yeah, oh, I'm the only way you can tell is if, and this will this will surprise you in a few Eastern Kentucky counties, but if they're a little rattier than normal, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? You have a little more wear on them. Yeah, that's how do, you know it's not a cop. Do away with the cops and CCTV, but give every single person one of those old cop cars. Oh my god. And then nobody will commit crimes. They'll be like... This is like a whole new uh, <laughs> what's it called? Universal income. Exactly, but with cop cars. Oh, old cop cars. God damn. <laughs> but with McGoffin County Cadillacs. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. So he you, put on a great show. He always does. I did not realize... I I I watched one of the videos, but somehow I missed the whole aesthetic of Honey Teresa's whole yeah. like vibe. Yeah, killed me. Yeah. I was crying. Oh yeah, it's funny. It's hysterical. Y'all keep talking. I gotta. Get Did y'all see her last night? I saw her. The pictures of her up in her current rollers. Oh my god. It was. So funny. I've got to go back and watch their videos again, I guess. I don't know. Oh. All right. Sorry. So, uh, anyways. Um, I'm not gay, but. <laughs> I ain't gay. I ain't gay, but. But that was, so that was in Gatlinburg? What, the t-shirt? Yeah. Yeah. What Gatlinburg. How else was your vacation, Tanya? <sighs> Not Wait, long I, enough. I haven't seen mm. you in a while. I've seen you in weeks. I've been on like so three I honestly thought the worst. 
<laughs> well, I really did though because you were on a whitewater, whatever, and you hadn't tweeted in a while. I hadn't heard anything <laughs> from you. I was like, well, I didn't <laughs> have. There was no phones or anything on that trip. I was gone for five days, I and I, that. I alerted everyone who I thought might think I was dead. <laughs> I guess. I thought you except all knew. Me. Except the two people who automatically assume the worst. Except the two in conspiracy theorists in my conspiracy life and literal peak paranoia. It's true. Peak paranoid. But yeah, it was five days without phones. Nobody. It was like nobody had a phone. There was no internet or anything out there. It was really, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. If it Genuine wasn't human interaction for five days. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about. <laughs> Unplugged, and and ever since then I've been plugging my phone in in the kitchen, so I don't have it at, at night and in the morning. Yeah, I'm like the shitty thing is that in three months you'll be back no, to no, checking no. it again as soon as you wake up. I can't. I don't want that thing to be the first thing I touch in the last. Okay, <laughs> this is funny. This uh, this was I can't take credit for this. I saw it in a, like a little short film back in the f- spring. Called it city blood. No, <laughs> God. Uh, but. It was like, it came up this quote on the screen, and it was like this sexologist, and she said, "It's the last thing, and the it's the last thing you stroke at night, and the first <laughs> thing you stroke in the morning." And we were all like, "Oh God!" And then it popped up your cell phone. It's true. <laughs> it was like, "Oh fuck me!" It is true. Not for me anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. <laughs> I'm on my high horse about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I feel a little condescended to. <laughs> Cut it out. Have y'all heard of those? Was it one of you who's telling me about the anxiety blankets? The weighted blankets. I've heard about them, yeah. So they're like really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I guess they just like sort of depress your chest and so you don't yeah. have uh, anxiety. They probably make you feel held. Like oh, yeah. cradled, you know? <laughs> Some of us, that gives oh, us more anxiety. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I've heard that it... Has helped some people, I'm sure. I mean, I don't think all anxiety is not created equal, right? Right. So that's a good point. I think that's for some people, point. it's probably. Um, I was thinking the other day that a funny, you know, those like memes that are like, um, oh, uh, 80 years ago, men were storming the beaches of Normandy, and now they're using. They got puppy ear filters. Now they got mixed pronouns. And so, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for fuck's sake! You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like the snowflake. I thought a funny one would be like, um, men used to wear suits of armor. Now they wear anxiety blankets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's gold, man. Yeah, that's sixteen thousand retweets ta- and thirty thousand likes. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh. So yeah, Utah. You went down a river. Did you? Did you like? Did you like? Um, were you in one of those like big rafts? Did you have a guide? Yeah, there were fourteen of us, like women, non-binary people, uh, and f- three female guides. Damn. And uh, we went eighty-four miles on the Green River. God damn. Fit through fifty rapids in Desolation Canyon. It's the third largest <coughs> canyon in the country, behind the Grand Canyon and Hales Canyon. But there's only like a few feet between them and there's actually two spots in desolation that are from f- i'm repeating god shit i don't know <laughs> what the fuck i'm talking about but supposedly there's two spots where desolation is actually deeper than the grand canyon but they flew us in by a fucking airplane oh my uh, god i would have put up and about halfway through <laughs> yeah the airplane scared the fuck out of it. it was like two little nine passenger planes and halfway through because there were other groups there were other like guided groups in there there was a couple unguided groups and they, di- they didn't have life jackets on which is illegal and <laughs> they 
our guides told them a bunch of lies. They were looking at a map, and then uh-huh. there's a rock called Log Cabin because it looks like a cabin at the top of the thing and it's like old wives tale that it's a real cabin and you can hike up there but you, one you can't hike up there and two it's a fucking rock and these people were pulled off with like pointing and like looking at this book and we were just sitting there in the guide haulers hey y'all looking for the for the log cabin and she was like yeah how do we get up there and the guy was like there's a trail around the back side <laughs> <laughs> and we all looked at it. She was like, "You hadn't mentioned that to us." And we got on. She was like grinning ear to ear. And we got on down. And she's like, "That ain't no log cabin, <laughs> and there ain't no trail." And I was just like, "That is brutal. We're yeah. in the middle of nowhere, and you're giving people wrong directions." Yeah, Pe- three but, people just yeah. turned up skeletons. But no, like, she said it won't take them long to realize there ain't no fucking way to get up there. <laughs> she's like, "They'll take ten steps and realize you can't get up there." Right. You just look at it. <laughs> But I was just like, holy shit. But That's pretty crazy. That's how like every um, survival movie starts. Out. Dropped in by helicopter. Dropped in by helicopter. Yeah. And yeah. then some hillbilly telling them yeah. some bad information. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> There's a trail exactly. on the back side. <laughs> and he's okay. doing this the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. No, we had three big ore boats that the three guides uh paddled and you could just sit in sit in those you didn't paddle you just held the fuck on and then the, we had three little duckies and so i paddled about a third of the 84 miles Damn. like in a little ducky i Damn. paddled through the biggest rapid we did it was awesome do you even really have to paddle i mean those those rivers out there are pretty uh pretty crazy right they just sort of throw you around yeah, but through the rapids, you have to, like, thread a fucking needle to get through the sun, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we had to scout most of them, and she was like, okay, you have to go this way, and then cut really deep left, and out this way, or else Did you come you're t- fucking spent. Did you come to any, like, conclusions about, like, um, cooperation or humanity? <laughs> you're connecting this to all human beings? I mean, it was just, like, a it was a week without men, so... <laughs> Right, so that's like a lot of that sounds like the perfect sort of um, atmosphere in which to develop some really profound conclusions about the human existence. Well, you know, we did like talk a lot about you know life lessons from the that the river gives you um, about like getting through things right in front of you (laughs) and la la la. But mostly it was just like a fucking utopian because literally every time we would bank for camp. One, it was just fun. It was just, like, fucking fun. I mean, I, I went through three different rapids where the waves were over my head, and they just crashed down on me, and I was, like, scared and ecstatic at the same time. And I just feel like there's so few moments in adulthood where you, like, feel childhood joy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was, like, feeling true fear. childhood. Tr- yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, feeling, like, real actual fear that's not related to some insecurity I have or, like... <laughs> actual, or, I could die, potentially. Yeah, like, actual fear that's not related to personal insecurity yeah. or national insecurity right. like when i was six <laughs> you were constantly coming up to things in your life that were challenging you to take chances or whatever and now it's just like i've got heartburn and we've got a show tonight yeah it's I've like <laughs> i had to trust my instincts i had to trust the person the, the person guiding me because i never guided any of the duck i did one morning and i fucked it up and i was like we gotta switch i'm fucking i can't do it i was just the like pat i was just pat the power in the front of the boat and someone else was guiding the back of the boat yeah um but yeah and it's it just like giddy but like the first big rapid i went through and those duckies you know your legs are straight out it's like an inflatable kayak basically 
my whole the whole front of the boat went underwater and I was completely immersed in water and I was like we're going down <laughs> I just fucking knew we were sinking but it's just because I was bigger than the girl in the back and we just like went in nose first but like, we popped right back up and then at the end of the rap and she was just like what did you say and I was like never mind yeah, we're, we're made it. we're fine we're great good, good job if that would have happened do you think Trump would have made a did you see he, he made a um, statement about that boat that flipped in Missouri Oh, and killed what? 13 people. What like, kind of boat? It was like a ducky boat, a duck boat. That's what made me think about it because you said duckies. A duck boat? Yeah, it's like a boat that can walk on land and oh. then get in the water. There was like 65 mile per hour winds, crazy storms or something, and it capsized this boat in Lake Branson, Missouri. And um, But I saw that Trump made a, a statement about it. What today. the fuck did he say? I was just like, there's good people, a lot of beautiful people lost. Oh, my Terrible thing. God, beautiful really? People. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He said, uh, what did he say? A lot of dreams made in Branson <laughs> over the years. Oh, my. Uh, a lot of good things. Well, it's uh, his whole, he does his whole, like, I'm convinced that he has, like, a sort of speaking style that maybe have once sort of, like, allowed him to at least stay relevant in the sort of business circles he, you know, was there's in. Only w- there's always one guy in the room who's a clearly a one-trick pony i used to work with one. he's he's exactly he's a one-trick pony and right. then like he they'll the quiet as long as they can in the room until they clearly <laughs> until they clearly need to put something into it i'm thinking because this and is then, literally what me and tom are yeah. and then, Guil- guilty as soon as it's clear people are looking at you wondering what your opinion is you're gonna be like you know i really just mark really hit the nail on the head here and and all of you people just i'm just so thankful to be in this room with all of you here's my <laughs> trick here's my here's my trick here's I my trick tell you like like how emotional it is for me to, to see you all going through this process That's together. not even an exaggeration. There are people that literally do oh, that. Oh, yeah, I've Here's worked with them. They're always men. I'm s- <laughs> well, if, um, if you're asking me, I'd just echo what Bonnie was saying earlier. <laughs> and then if the if the conversation switches to, like, basketball or tennis, I can, like, actually yeah, like, impart some wisdom. Hey. But that doesn't happen very often. When it does, I just... Well, there's two types. There's several types. I guess there's that. Then there's the type that just uses the sort of buzzwords of everything that's going on. The synergy in this room. Mm-hmm. Real good synergy. Synergy is the worst. Is that is that possible. SJW Donald Trump you were doing there? <laughs> SJW. Yeah. Creative space placemaking, folks. Have you oh heard of it? <laughs> you turn a big it's brick wall wave. into a big mural. <laughs> And here's what's going to happen, folks. We're going to make these spaces. If we do this, we're going to make these spaces intersect. No, no, no. no that's, <laughs> not, that's not right, Don. He's that's be, what do you mean? We have to be intentional about how we show up in show these spaces. Show up in these spaces. In the world. That we're going to change with creative placemaking. Tom said that the, like, sort of purest, like, um, m- like the perfect sort of, like, Chomsky and syntactic expression of social justice um, uh, sort of praxis or whatever meetings is the following sentence we need to be intentional about how we show up in these spaces in the world <laughs> which and none of it means it means nothing it means nothing it means literally nothing. right it's uh, exactly like in, right I put shoes on to get here. That was intentional. I walked right in the door. Yeah. Why'd you come in here looking like that? Right, right. So, so did y'all have any? So you did you ha- did you camp out every night? We camped every night, and that was where this like cooperation you speak of. I mean, there's a lot of cooperation and like communication in the boat. Like for instance, 
um, one time in the boat, um, my friend in the back said, you're doing great. And I thought she said, take a break. And we were in the middle. Oh, we were in God. the middle of the rapid. And so I stopped. Oh, shit. Because it was Tanya. like a two. <laughs> and I thought she meant like, like stop stop paddling. Because she would have to say, like, paddle harder, stop. That's really right. concerning if you are ever just in a situation where you decide you have to just follow orders or something. I know. I was it's like, like, that's like Trump's wood or wooden thing. Yeah. Six people dead. I'm sorry. I thought you said take a break. <laughs> I did. And I was like, and I, so I stopped and I said, take a break. And she was like, no, you're doing great. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I like started paddling again. And she was like, then she said, sorry, I should have thought of a different word. I should have been like, good job or something. And so there was some of that. But then at night, we set up such an elaborate, like pretty bougie campsite as right. someone who's a pretty lazy camper. Like a pretty bougie campsite really quickly because we would like make these little like quick, we called them fire lines, like little assembly lines where we would like run all our gear off the boat into the middle of the island we were camping on or wherever. Um, Damn. Like, we would all line up and fire line every fucking, everyone's personal bag, every fucking tent, all the shit, all like the whole kitchen into whatever direction we wanted it to go. <laughs> quick <laughs> as fuck. fuck. It was crazy. <laughs> like the first night was a little iffy. And then it, we got better every time, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did the y'all do, uh, like, I can just imagine all y'all doing trust exercises in the middle. Did, did you like, any, did you do no. anything like that? No, like, the whole fucking uh, things are trust yeah, exercises. You all li- but that's what I'm saying, to prepare you for the next day's journey. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I've got to a- be able to trust you, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> Catch me. <laughs> No, I think the trust exercises were we were all bathing together. So it was like that's what I was gonna say. That's what was so utopian about it. Like, cause I took a hammock, and so two nights I could I found a place. Two of the four nights I found a place where I could put up my hammock and sleep in it. And so I was like, as soon as we got off the boat, I like ran up to try to find a spot. And I'll turn around and look, and there's like six naked women in the water immediately. Just they had like stripped off to uh, to bathe immediately, and there was never any like. It was just never even a fucking conversation. No one ever was like, oh, everybody's naked. There were no, like, there were no perverts, is what you're saying. Literally no perverts. Yeah, there <laughs> were. Except you. <laughs> but I turned around. She played it down. Just like, I was just like, this is so beautiful. Like, I can't even. Little uh, do they know that you are secretly I a was, pervert. I was the pervert. But it was just like, every time they were just like, sloths of, of naked women <laughs> in the water i was just like this is heaven this is what heaven is <laughs> it's like no body shaming or insecurity Damn. we all just like trust one another and we're all just like in the water and we're like kicking cutting up it does sound like heaven it was heaven it was amazing wow it was so nice like those were just like really nice little moments and then like one like one day was really hot really windy and because it was so like the wind made it really hard to paddle and uh, we uh, two boats flipped that day we just like had a really hard day <laughs> and when we got to the campsite one of the women was like uh, well a couple people laid down and we're just like just like laid down immediately on our little sleeping pads like and we're just like I'm fucking dead and then other people started laying down and so one of the women was like okay I'm gonna bring around some spa treatment she like uh, took all a bunch of like cool stuff out of her bag God, and it ended up that all the women laid down together we like all laid down in this row and Kathleen called, said okay spa's open and she ended up going around and like giving everyone little hand massages and putting little oil on our foreheads and like we like joked that we were in a spa we were like <laughs> in this like camp spa but she had just like packed a bunch of a bunch of like shit you know 
so she was like, next is coming your lavender spray. And she like literally had a lavender spray and she like sprayed all of us. <laughs> this is it's incredible. It's the cutest shit. It was the cutest shit. In the middle shit. of a place called Desolation Yeah, in Can. the middle of Desolation Canyon. Right. Do you think the presiden- presence of one Y chromosome would have... All fucked yeah. up everything. Who knows? Fucked up the whole. Who knows? But multi- a couple different times, we there were no other all female trips out there at that time, and we would like occasionally on our hikes, on our day hikes, we would kind of cross paths with other groups, and we were walking past this group, and this woman goes, "Wait, are y'all all women's group?" And we were like, "Mostly, almost. We're the wonders, whatever." And she was like, "That fucking rule." <laughs> and you could just tell <laughs> she was dying. She's like, "With a piece of shit men. boyfriend." Yeah, she's just there, like. like they she take just charge and say, no, we need to go this way. And then they lead them fucking eight yeah. miles out of the way yeah. and right. they get eaten by a fucking yeah. bear. She was just like, God, this fuck, the fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, join us. Come on. We're having a great time. <laughs> that sounds badass. Uh, yeah, I, was, I mean, I saw... Uh, 1200 year old petroglyphs like the most detailed petroglyph panel no I've ever shit. it was fucking wild what was it what were the drawings it was big titties <laughs> yeah. cow tongue titties <laughs> it said I ain't gay <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> uh, no it was all people plants and animals and then I shit you not we can google it right now there was a fucking spaceship no it was way. like oh, a huge tough. panel of. I thought like, you were gonna say a dick, like you know, just of like, like people, like kind of stick peoply, and a lot of spirals, and some like clear like plants and animals, like cows and stuff, all like doing little different things. It was like town scenes, right. and then at the top, like way away from everything, is a fucking spaceship. What, what kind of spaceship? Like a flying saucer? Yeah, like a fucking saucer. <laughs> like my earrings. <laughs> Look at my earrings. This is literally what it was, and we were all like, "Holy fuck." Damn, do you think it was like the moon or something? It's like they uh, no, <laughs> refuse to believe. <laughs> do you think? Do you believe in ancient aliens? I've never asked you this before. I believe in all life forms, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the potential of life. Oh well, I don't believe about any goddamn thing anymore. I'm well. with Reba. Is there life out there? I mean, I do have a airbrushed hat that says no, <laughs> but <laughs> that's usually my answer most things but i just don't know <laughs> i'm reading octavia butler right now so i'm like really in the dystopian field you, you want to believe is what you're saying i literally have air- earrings that have a spaceship on them that say i want to believe <laughs> i'm is. representing my emotions as capitalistically as possible uh, uh, do you have a that, tissue it's okay um do I have to go to the bathroom to get it one okay i'll be back i brb probably want to get a toilet or uh, an, a, a um <laughs> Paper towel. I just ran out of toilet paper today. <laughs> do what? I do, I do. I shit every day at home. Usually. I kind of like the thought process of like shitting at work because you're getting paid to shit though. <laughs> I'll support that. Yeah, I like that. That's I only point. shit at work so I'm getting paid. That's a good point. To relieve myself. Damn. Well, that's badass. Um, Keep that in mind, because that's how the sort of, uh, we can lead a sort of, like, Moses-type insurrection with that sort of, you know, just going through the woods, uh, pulling people into your, into your band of, of, of people, you know what I mean? 
It would have been funny as if you just recruited all the women and left the men that's, to that's one. That's what yeah. I mean. Stole like, the boats. You just recruit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, the, and like the guides <laughs> are just convoy. these like empty. Oh, this is another cool thing. So I did this same trip five years ago with this almost the same group of right, women right. and like a few less, few extra. And they did it all together 10 years ago. So this is the third trip. But then this past five years, we've got together and did local rivers. So I've done like 10 or 12 of, lo- of the local rivers. Uh-huh. With this same crew. What's your favorite of the locals? <laughs> uh, probably Nantahala is really cool. Where's that at? It's in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, Nantahala Falls. Damn. Uh, the Hawassi is real fun. Uh, I haven't done the Golly. It's apparently very dangerous. It is. It That's where Tom Hansel was headed. He was doing like five day. He was going to shoot in a fucking boat. In West Virginia? Down the Golly. Yeah. Godspeed, Tom. It's nice knowing you, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> I uh, pride myself on my knowledge of... Uh, of uh, river basins. The, in the French Eastern Broad is a good river. It is. A I good lost some one. Slow. I lost someone out of a boat on that river though. It was pretty scary. Damn. We got them back. No casualties so far. But um, the Cumberland River is wonderful. You start at the falls and you go, you. It's like a six-hour ride run all the way to Cumberland Lake and a. a excuse me. With this outfitter, a pontoon picks you up and you eat ham sandwiches. <laughs> It's like really tough. fun, but they're the worst guides I've ever dealt with in the world. <laughs> really? Yeah, or the guides at, in, in Corbin, Kentucky, at the Cum- in the Cumberland River. <laughs> How so? They are literal fucking jarheads. These 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 are like fucking ex- cowboys. Like veterans? <sighs> no, maybe they're not. Maybe yeah. Actually, one of them was a veteran. Like a probably. A stolen uh, valor veteran. No, like yeah, like probably an actual. What do you say it when you're uh, un- dishonorable con? Whatever. Oh, dishonorable discharge? discharge? Yeah, that little shit. <laughs> he, he sucked so bad. And he kept making the worst fucking jokes, and none of us are laughing. <laughs> and so about two hours into a six-hour run, I finally said, dude, have you not caught on that you've missed your audience here? And he was like, hey, I can't even know what I was like, we are literally like a fucking crew yeah, of like... Hey, hey. <laughs> he was fucking insane. And he was doing like cowboy tricks. Oh God, that's the worst. Like flipping his kayak upside down and back over and being like, "Oh, you thought I was gone, didn't you?" And it's like we fucking hoped so, you dumbass. <laughs> he was just inside. They're just. There's stupid. nothing worse than a peacock and man. On a river. <laughs> no, 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 where, the, where the stakes are high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on these healing waters, and then you're going through kind of scary rapids. It's also kind of, I mean, it's a long, slow run, but there are some big rapids. Right. When I was a kid at the Whitesburg Pool, these, uh, you know, these, like, older girls would come and lay out to sunbathe. <laughs> And we just thought, like, what they wanted was for us to splash them. <laughs> and so we would just jump over as close to the edge. Like, some guys would try and, like, hit the ladder and, like, fuck themselves. Like, oh, oh shit. my God. But they that? would just, they would get so pissed off and leave and, like, go find someplace else every time. Yeah, you still thought that's what and they we wanted. Still thought, oh, they totally want us, dude. There was this kid when I was in sixth grade. His name was Josh May, and he could do a front flip. And and you should have seen it. Like all the ladies <laughs> were totally not impressed with the, <laughs> the setup of that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, moving right along. Diff- it's a different. It's a different Josh May. Oh, I know. Um, this fish out of water wasn't doing no flip. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. 
Well, anyways. I mean, I've seen Tom front flip over a fucking lawn chair. And I'm surprisingly pool. agile for, for a bigger guy, aren't I? I, I mean, you all remember this. We were, we were like renting out Whitesburg Pool for something. Mm-hmm. I don't Yeah. Your birthday, maybe. And Sounds you set right. up you set up the chair, and you were like getting a run for it. Like, oh, yeah. Check, check it out. And everyone there, including your girlfriend, was like, don't do this. What do you have to prove? We were just like talking to you like dog <laughs> shit. Like, why are you doing this? You're gonna hurt yourself. It's concrete. You can't clear this chair. Why would you do this? Beautifully. And then he stuck it. Yeah. <laughs> he swan dove over that fucking lawn chair. Well, I saw you played tennis. I watched him go play tennis last weekend. Uh, in the Whitesburg Open, that was ugly. The Whitesburg yeah. Open, yeah, the Whitesburg Open. I've been telling everybody I made the quarterfinals, but what they don't know <laughs> is that there, there were only eight teams in the draw, so you were in the quarterfinals <laughs> if you signed up. Classic, classic. classic. Dad made classic the quarter. <laughs> Using math tricks on right, us. Right, right, right. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but okay, well, here's my last Utah story: is that we saw a uh, like ranch, like the still intact ranch abandoned, and there's like a bunch of funny stories like I could tell ghost about ranch? it. <laughs> Maybe no, yeah, abandoned. It's been ghosted. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a ghosted ranch, like full on. It's super cool. But the story goes that it had like you know a handful of owners over the years, and the guys were like telling us all about like they just. I mean you. Uh, they were just they had to do a ton of research to be able to do this job you know yeah. or they just bullshit really well, well uh, the point was the lead guy she was with this the same woman she was with the group 10 years ago and five years ago so like she's done this with us this whole time the same guy she's awesome where we did these other rivers anyway in utah but uh so this the story behind this ranch is it had these multiple owners but the constant is that butch Cassidy would was it was like one of his primary hideouts oh nice and there were several um so well let me finish the butch cassidy and then i'll tell you about another like troop there was like a female led um i forgot what they called it but it was like a crew of who were like still always stealing cattle and shit and like running fucking um Oh, the people that steal cattle? An outlaw gang? Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> Some fucking, I Desperados? What they them. Yeah. Tribulies? And it was like, <laughs> it was like one of the first known like female ran gangs or whatever. And she had like a black guy <laughs> in her fucking gang. It was like this ridiculous. Wait, like, so one of the guys. Literally. The guys told you this? Yes. <laughs> she has a name. A I can't. I mean, you can. <laughs> all of this is in this like guy they sell you. Yeah, that could easily be. Buy. That could easily go one way or the other. That could become an alt right story real fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anywho, okay, but the Butch Cassidy story was pretty good. Uh, so one of the owners, like Butch, shows up and he's got him shit he needs to bury and shit. You know, he's like hiding shit right. there. Robert Redman. And uh, he, show- <laughs> he shows up. Redman. And uh, the owner at the time's like, man, it's good to see you, but we're losing the farm. Like, la, 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 we're losing the ranch. Um, banker's coming tomorrow, and I don't have the money. And Butch is like, well, how much you need? And he tells him, he's like, okay, well, I'll give it to you. You just need to make sure you get a receipt. And he was like, oh, God, this is awesome. Thank you so much. This is great. So the banker comes the next day. They pay him, get the receipt. Sure enough, on the way back to town, the banker gets robbed. <laughs> By Butch Cassidy. By Butch Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Butch. <laughs> But then they've got the receipt, so they have their fucking money. So Butch is like, yeah, I'll give you the money. And then he just goes and gets it back from the fucking my man dull-ass was, banker. My man was a genius. <laughs> <laughs> just an absolute genius. That is really the Trillbilly's business model. Yeah, that's what I'm the saying. The Butch Cassidy <laughs> model. We'll sell you a, a whole herd of cattle, but yeah, I, well, we're going to steal them back to you at some point. Yeah, from I was you. so <laughs> inspired by this story. I was just like, yes. 
fuck the bankers <laughs> fuck the bosses yeah hell yeah, yeah it was so good it was a really cute story damn sure enough on the way back to town the banker gets robbed <laughs> <laughs> so the guy told you this story as well um did they so also many stories. did they also know the story of the ufo in the petroglyph <laughs> no they were just <laughs> I mean, they said that's what they thought it was, too, but they were like, you know, it's for your own interpretation, like, whatever, you know. Interesting. And so, there's, I just don't even want to get into it. There's all this crazy shit. There's, because, okay, the left side of the canyon is all native-owned by the Ute tribe, yeah. and so we were allowed to camp there, but we weren't allowed to hike there. They don't let people hike on their property. Uh-huh. And almost all the wildlife we saw, have you ever seen a bighorn sheep? No, I mean... <laughs> those those mountain goats that like they're ba- they, they're sheep but they look like goats and they're enormous and they have huge like ra- they're horns. Crazy. Yeah, they yeah. look like mythical creatures right. they're fucking crazy looking yeah. every time I about fell out of the boat I was just like what is this what is the fuck is that it was like it's a she it's a main horn sheep and I'm just like look <laughs> at this motherfucker that's a goddamn minotaur yeah, yeah. yeah it <laughs> looks so mythical we have eradicated most of the large fauna in the east so you gotta go yeah. easy on us <laughs> yeah. I was, and we saw a buffalo that they were calling Chewy Bob. Damn. It was, he apparently, that was at the very beginning. Chewy Bob, the story was that they told us, you know, we're just peons at this point. We have to believe what we're fed. You have to, exactly. And Chewy, it, Chewy Bob was about two years old and he originally belonged to a Ute tribe uh, herd because they do a lot of big game, whatever. Yeah. And, but while the river was frozen over the winter, it crossed by accident and can't get back to its <laughs> herd. <laughs> And so Chewy Bob, it, <laughs> Chewy Bob's just like hanging out right Why don't they by the river. they throw him a bone and put him in a helicopter and take him yeah, home. Yeah, they got the fucking helicopter. So this does it does seem likely that a helicopter. Apparently, helicopters cannot get into canyons. It's like a really bad. It has to be airplane. <laughs> like we came in, we landed on a mesa. I guess is what they call it. On a fuck, we landed an airplane on a fucking rock bed on top of a mountain, dude. On fucking grass and gravel. Are you Tom Cruise? Is this Mission Impossible? You basically. <laughs> out of that plane i kissed the fucking ground i was like <laughs> this was I'm every time i get in a helicopter i have to assume there's a 15 percent chance i'll die every time it was, every time it was a plane what do you mean? not a helicopter how many times have you been yeah how many times have you been a fucking helicopter uh, a few times tom's like hanging out of the side of a helicopter and like Jimi hendrix is blasted in the background oh <laughs> i know rich man's song <laughs> yeah credences he's like C-C-O. strapping into it <laughs> God, y'all have never took an MTR tour in a helicopter? No. Uh, I've been in a little plane, not a helicopter. Oh, yeah, I've God. seen people do the plane thing. A little plane. I've never been in a helicopter. Um, but halfway through the day that we hiked that ranch, that Butch Cassidy ranch, um, a plane landed right fucking in front of us. As it was, it was, it was coming through the canyon as we were like paddling up to the to get out for the hike mm-hmm. and the guy was like I've never seen a plane down this low in the canyon this is fucking crazy and they landed it because a little girl had gotten dehydrated and they had to fly like an 11 year old girl out god damn so I was like holy fuck that made it really real it was like day three and I was like fuck so I was like chugging water I was like it ain't gonna be me that ain't gonna happen to me <laughs> that's probably what the girl did and then she ran out of water and that's when she got dehydrated mm. <laughs> god it was terrifying well that's pretty crazy yeah, watching that plane land was wild. It was like apocalyptic. That's pretty badass. I've uh, I went camping a few weeks ago, but there was no, there was no 
sirens. There was no maidens coming out of the woods and putting essential oils on our foreheads. And <laughs> That's because they knew you and Alex were going to be out there. That's, that was their that was their choices. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, we didn't have that. Where'd you go? Um, Pembroke, Virginia, on the New River. The New River. The New. Yes. Yep. New River Bridge. Well, um, a couple of river dogs here. So I brought something to read that's topical. Okay. Well, I hope we get to talk about how the DMs are just impossible to be trolled anymore since we this will probably literally launched <laughs> oh, yeah, their the, fucking their campaign. campaign. <laughs> Listen, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's not a campaign unless you say it, unless you go out. It's not a campaign <laughs> unless you are going out and saying it in that voice. It's for the people. <laughs> first the time, people. first time I hear somebody Follow affect the that, they will be getting a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can't be trolled. Literally, cannot. Oh, I know. It's, it's you're right. You're absolutely right. They can't even. Be you trolled. have to have some self awareness to be. Yeah. You think that that trillbillies was a part of their focus group where they like collected a bunch of things? That'd <laughs> no. be the damnedest thing if we find out that is. A, <laughs> Some intern heard it and just like put it in the hat, hoping. Oh, yeah, that's kind of good. <laughs> and to troll them. <laughs> Seriously, I just love yeah, somebody. That's the story I'm going to tell. What we heard yeah, is that some intern, out. some Tripoli fan intern, put it in the ring. Mm. As a joke, somebody pulled behold, it pulled like, well. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, early, earlier we were talking. Earlier we were talking about how um, if you're in a group of people and you don't know what to say, you, that that is one thing I do. I either repeat something i heard on a podcast or i just say well you can't rule it out no can't rule it out or uh i'm gonna have to check out and see what the brookings institute has to say about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with bonnie on this one yeah i'll just echo what bonnie was saying earlier <laughs> i just love tom always goes with the brookings institute and i laugh every time <laughs> The brookings institute. i've only got about six jokes and i know how to space them out to get the most mileage yeah. out of them. i ain't gay but i ain't gay um Okay, all right. Here's a uh, this this is very topical. I, I I posted this on Twitter, but I think it was while you were in Utah. Okay, I missed a lot of tweets. <laughs> also, I failed to mention we I uh, RV'd out there with a bunch of old docks. It was like my gay pilgrimage across the country in an RV, and we hit up a Colorado dispensary. Oh, did you bring anything back? I did. Damn, are you going to the show tonight? <laughs> and will you have it with you? I will. I could. I could spot my drummer, a little drummer boy. A little drummer boy, a little. With a go. little. What's cool is the gummies are shaped like mountains. They're called peaks. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. I That's love it. I like that. I like that. One one of the nights we were there, we thought that there was a wildfire because there was like wildfires. There's wildfires raging in Utah right now, and it was the day the wind blew so fucking hard that. Uh, wildfire smoke ended up settling in the canyon and we didn't know what was ahead and we had the satellite phone out to make sure it wasn't a wildfire it was fucking scary for a minute and when the fucking guy came over and said well wonders we might be dealing with a wildfire I was about eight tablets deep my eight tarts <laughs> not, I've got all these tarts not lucid at all <laughs> and, and so I was like I perked up in my camping chair I like looked around and I was like should we wet everything down should we go get back in the boat I mean <laughs> And then somebody said, hey, Peaks, have a seat up there. Settle down. Yeah, hey, Peaks. I was worried. But y'all hook you up at the show tonight. Hell yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, this was in the New York Times. It's called The Rise of the Stressed Out Urban Camper. It was opening weekend for glamping on Governor's Island, and things were a bit rocky. First. I have to go. I'm sorry. There were <laughs> 
thanks to weeks of alternating torrential rain, blah, 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 blah. But once the music stopped at 9.30 and the blazing sun dipped behind the New Jersey skyline, the, mu- the magic began. Thousands of lights in lower Manhattan twinkled like constellations, and the glowing green Statue of Liberty waved goodbye as hordes of wine-buzzed, pastel-clad revelers raced for the last ferry home. The glampers were alone. Apparently, glam- glamping is like camping. But it's like, like gl- controlled glamour camping. Let me tell you guys what it is. When you were kids, did you ever camp out in your front yard? <laughs> yeah, that's <pretty laughs> that's what, it, what is. it is. That's what it- I always called glamping when people air up, blow up an air mattress and put it in their tent, which yeah. I've done yeah, before. Yeah, I've done or like before some too. people like rent their airstreams out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, um, this the outfitter we use. They do luxury tours. They took out the fucking. Uh, What's their names? The Apple people. No, the Microsoft guy. Apple heads. <laughs> the Microsoft motherfucker. Bill Gates? Yeah. <clears throat> Gates. Took out the Gates family. Took him out? On the river. That's good news. It was a luxury. Took him out. Full glamping. Um, so so you got these people, they're, they're like doing, it's like urban camping, but there's people that are like capitalizing on it and turning it into a business. Imagine Some that. Business. Listening to this. Joining the Wilmonts at Collective's retreat on the island's south end were scores of other campers in 37 tents, ranging in price from $220 to $650 a tent. For one night? Yeah. In Jersey? <laughs> Is this for Aussie Fest? Yeah, no, it's for... Ozzy, uh, however you say that. New Yorkers are increasingly desperate to get back to nature, and if that means glamping <laughs> at a $650 night campsite... New Yorkers are increasingly <laughs> desperate... <laughs> To get back to After that hillbilly restaurant folded, they've been trying to find something to. You know what is juxtaposed with this? That video of people trapped in a subway station. <laughs> Every time I think of New York, I think about that video of people trapped in a dark, right. hot subway. And water just pouring into God it. God help me. Desperate is a word. Uh, I don't know if it's for the land, it's to get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, the people. So Desperate. If you ever, if you really want to get a good approximation of what glamping is, go look at the Airbnb listings for Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> Asheville got in on the ground floor of glamping. You're Not right. that you should Airbnb. I'm just saying. Asheville is a, like a, a big glamp. Yeah. Like you know, like in the 1800s, Asheville was probably like a supplies camp for people heading into the mountains for, to do God knows what. And now it's... <laughs> now <laughs> Satanic rituals, etc., yeah. etc. Et Genocide against yeah. the... Natives, yeah. yeah. Witchery. Right. Um, now it's just a big glamp. That's that's it. Yeah. That's the entire town. Asheville really is an odd mix of crust punks and rich people with third homes in Asheville. We don't have a lot of listeners in Asheville, as far as I can tell. It's just telling. Exactly. Because it's very close <laughs> and nobody glamping. fucks with us down there. That's true. Nobody at Asheville DSA follows us. I've noticed this. Like, I expected, I was like... There is an Asheville DSA? I didn't know there was one. Exactly. <laughs> According to a report by Campgrounds of America, they put a K in this. That's a, that looks pretty. Campgrounds with a K? Don't don't put a K. Like if you, it just looks like the KKK. Oh it just God. looks racist. <laughs> you know, like when they put K's in America. I used to drive oh by God. a sign on my way to like when I go home to when I was at Moorhead, I would be coming back from Whitesburg, and there was a sign that said Triple K Post and Mulch. And every time I passed, I was just thinking. <laughs> Do they? That's a message. What the fuck is wrong with you? They're trying to send a message. We're never going to let you read this. Um, All right. Hardcore campers may scoff at glamping. (laughs) 
in, in parentheses, <laughs> there's quotations, glamour camping, that is, or wimping, as it's sometimes called. Wimping. And even glamping outfitters dislike the term. But most people agree getting back to nature, no matter how comfortable, is better than not going at all. Recent studies in Finland show <laughs> that walking as little as 20 minutes in the woods helps significantly reduce stress. Forest bathing, popular in Japan, has been known to reduce stress as well. And has this is kind of like when those Silicon Valley people wanted to, you know, monetize uh, and commodify like gross river water because it was yeah. like getting back to nature. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I do remember gross that. Gross river. Like water? they were drinking like unfiltered, like yeah, just raw, raw water. That's raw what they water. were calling it. They were, they raw were calling it. water. And those same those brought to you by the same people that are eating raw chicken. Wasn't that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. A number of New York companies have recently emerged to take the trek to make the trek into the outdoors as seamless as possible. Uh, this guy named Tinter, or this company named Tinter, Tinter, for instance, was created with the New York apartment dweller in mind. The person who doesn't want to bring equipment wants an amazing outdoor experience, but doesn't really know where to go," said Baxter Townsend, public relationships director. Baxter, what? <laughs> Townsend. <laughs> I can tell you what this <laughs> motherfucker looks like without even seeing him. Yeah. When you can... It's like when you can hear a picture. Yeah. Right, right. Just think Tucker Carlson, but... Inbred. Like. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I'm just saying most rich people are probably inbred. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tucker Carlson else. with hemophilia. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mike D'Agostino, a former investment banker who founded Tinter three years ago after a series of disastrous personal camping trips, has it down to a science. Potential campers visit the website, note a series of preferences, for example, hike-in, views, forest, fishing, and are matched with possible sites and hosts outside the city. This is Tinder. <laughs> yeah, I know. All camps, each campsite, all on private land is equipped with a durable canvas tent on a raised platform with a memory foam mattress, oh, a Brazilian shit. hardwood table, a camp box for dry storage <laughs> and benches, the fuck? a camp toilet, Adirondack chairs, a fire ring, sun shower, and 24-7 customer service are part of the package. I like, I like how he said, after a couple of disastrous experiences, well, my God, I got out there and there wasn't a Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, something... This got bit by these goddamn mosquitoes. <laughs> Put a pin in there. Because something like that does happen to him. Oh, God. Have you seen the American mosquito? <laughs> <laughs> There's 30 different species. God. Which, okay, this 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 little camp thing average, will average you around $144 a night. For D'Agostino, the lightning bolt moment came on a weekend camping trip with his wife at Stokes State Forest in New Jersey, crowded together with dozens of other campers. We were literally across the car track from 40 people having a Wiccan full moon party dressed in these white robes, he said. Tanya, where were your whereabouts at <laughs> particular weekend? At one point... Talk to my lawyer. At one point, a nude woman claiming to have seen a UFO ran through their campsite. <laughs> <laughs> it was me! It was 100% you. <laughs> oh, my God. We thought... This. This is so topical. <laughs> we thought, we have to get out of here. <laughs> Could you imagine that? We have to get out of here. Him and Baxter, Baxter Townsend, we've got, we have to get out of you here. You mean they caught a glimpse of adulthood, childlike joy, exactly. and they ran in the other direction? My God, Baxter, they were nude. <laughs> well, as I was pointing out on Twitter, this is like all these media organizations are always talking about how the fuck, like, how they're always broke. And they'd rather write a story about the guy... 
who like goes and has that experience rather than the 40 Wiccans partying yeah. in the woods. What's, <laughs> what's going on with the witches? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> yeah, those are the cool... Like that's who you want to be hanging out. It's, uh, yeah. it's an example of one of those stories that's written with a specific audience in mind, and you read it and you're like, oh, "This is, I'm the I'm supposed to be the target of this." They're wearing or, um, a lot. Yeah. This was a, they were actually shooting a Princess Nokia video. <laughs> really? <laughs> For Brew Hall's no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> This was a Princess Nokia uh, Wiccan circle. <laughs> Uh, we thought we thought we have to get out of here. They left. <laughs> they left early the next morning to head back to Manhattan, and saw a beautiful farm on the side of the road. I said to my wife, "Imagine if we could go camping there." <laughs> <laughs> the world is their oyster. Yeah. Cue the lightning bolt. That's what it says. It says, "Cue the lightning bolt." Tinter currently has 500 campsites throughout the Northeast, many of them on struggling farms that can use the extra income. The company takes a 20% commission on every campsite yeah, reserved. Yeah, because every fucking farmer's killing themselves. Yeah. Nearly half of those use this, using the service have never been camping before, Mr. D'Agostino said. But even experienced campers have taken to Tinter. Kevin Simonson. I'm going to have to push back <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> What's a serious camper? Is uh, my question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I will go ahead and tell you this. If you're on Tinder, you are by no means Tinder. a serious it, is, it, it really is Tinder. Tinder. Are you kidding? You weren't uh, joking about that? No, that's, that's what it, I think that's what they're going for. That's kind of like the sort of like innovative. They sort of like disrupted the whole camping thing now. These people the outdoors now. have a office in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Tinter. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Probably. Imagine, imagine being a fucking in like totally in over your head in debt farmer on the outskirts of some shit city, hiding in your house (laughs) watching the glampers show up. (laughs) Yeah. And every time I say glampers, I think of the clampets. Yeah. Watching the clampets show up. (laughs) The glampers (laughs) out your window just being like, to be. That's a day in the life. Yeah. Worse, we have seriously the weirdest goddamn. Honestly, what society. should what they should do is this should be a trap. They should set a trap and kidnap these people for ransom to save the farm. Yeah. Well, that's what that's where we come in with the uh, Butch Cassidy model. Hey. <laughs> we lure them out here. We camp them, and then we like pull some deliverance shit and make them cough up their money. It's whole weird. It's weird. There's like this whole tranche of cap like of capitalists. Who and it's the same thing with Uber. It's the whole disruptive sort of innovation industry in general. But it's just like they turn existing assets into uh, commodities or something by making up fake problems to necessitate their need. <laughs> right, like you don't. It's okay. Like well, I, can I can't tell you, camp without getting bitten by mosquitoes. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I camp pretty regularly. You know, I can tell you, it wouldn't cost you one hundred forty-four dollars a night to do it. Um, it would cause you know. Oh, your house would be a cl- a glamper's wet dream. Yeah, you should right. put this on Airbnb for like two hundred dollars and see what happens. <laughs> oh, people would eat this shit up. One hundred percent. That's what we ate off. You think somebody would pay you two hundred dollars not to stay here? The Heritage Kitchen, probably. I mean, we could. Uh, Tom could write the best well, I'm Airbnb thing. I'm like waiting for my bumbling brook <laughs> down Pine Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, come enjoy the same. Then they're gonna pull off just off the Whitesburg. road. I'm looking for the moment when they just, uh, I'm waiting for the moment when my landlords kick me out of here because they've started renting it out to Airbnbers. The next movement, the enclosure movement, will be um, people getting kicked out of their renting, their their rented spaces just so they can be rented out. 
to that's rich people already, from the city. That's all. That is gentrification. That's, exactly. That's yeah. Like every city, every, almost every Airbnb, Airbnb I've ever stayed in, I think was prop. That probably is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, especially in New Orleans. If you've ever Chattanooga. Yeah. It's really. I stayed sh- at Airbnb in Chattanooga, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see what's going on here." <laughs> yeah, it's strange though. It's like there's not going to be an economy for this sort of innovative innovation industry for it to. It's not going to exist in like 50 years, or if the trends continue the way they are. I mean, less and less people have land ownership, less and less people are able to afford cars, all this other stuff. So like. The whole Uber industry is at, at some point you're to gonna fail. have diminished returns, right? We're just spinning wheels until <laughs> Russia takes over, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Russia's gonna swoop in and save us. You're absolutely have right. Have no fear. One can only hope. Yeah. Have no fear. Cue the lightning bolt. Um, Kevin Simonson, a Brooklynite who runs a digital marketing firm, has hiked the Pacific Crest Trail and experienced digital marketing is <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I looked at Tinter as training wheels," said Mrs. Kepler, <laughs> Kepler, the founder of Course Horse, an internet marketplace for art classes. This has to be satire. <laughs> I can, no, I did it's not uh, no. I, this is the training world we live wheels. In. <laughs> yeah, I cut my teeth on Tinter. I feel like this podcast has just become you all constantly trying to convince me of. <laughs> Of the simulation. Yeah. It's like you bring article after article. It's like, now what? (laughs) Well, it's simulation or not. What's weird about it. Sim or not. What's weird about it is that like 60 years ago, um, you like the way that we would have sort of approached this is that like you have a middle class and you want them to be able to enjoy sort of recreation, things like that. You have state parks, you have national parks. Yeah, stuff like that. Of course, all that was built up on a lot of fucked up shit like racism and genocide. But at the same time, it showed you that there was a sort of common project. You know what I mean? America, that was the, you know, you had, you paid tax money into parks. You paid tax money into this stuff. And you enjoyed it. It had all the contours of a nuclear hot take. (laughs) Yeah, well, I know. know I know what you mean. I'm just. What I'm saying is that like. Recreation used to be available to working people. Oh, it used yeah, to be yeah. set okay, up for okay, that. They used okay. to have a national park system so that like people making sixty thousand dollars a year could afford to go and camp for a few nights with their families. Yeah, that's that right. was the whole point. That no that, longer exists. That's not that's like less I mean, and less true. Right. Well, it's less and less true. Like now, now what that looks like is people uh, working for digital marketing firms who <coughs> want to go camp on private land and pay two hundred dollars a night, sometimes seven hundred dollars a night to do it. Yeah, I think I think I think the brain amoeba that I've been so fearing for the last couple of summers is just a construct of these people. <laughs> you don't want to go to this public lake, right? Right. Infilary lives there. What the fuck is digital marketing? That's a good point. What the fuck are these people making money doing? Run the Twitter. They account. are creating a need and filling it with nothing. I, yeah, that means they run the Twitter account for like urban outfitters. I'm digital marketing trillbillies, for example. Yeah. Okay. Right. Jesus. Um, I'm digital little marketing myself. Oh, my God. I need to hire you for my no, cam you, no, come you, up. No, you don't. I'll, I'll put you in the hole quick. It's really <laughs> funny. If we live, if we really do live in the dystopia, this is the kind of literature that gets passed off as, like, propaganda to assure you that this is what you actually want. Oh, there's going to be a Walden Pond written <laughs> by somebody that went glamping. Fuck us, <laughs> exactly. Fuck it all, yeah. fuck it all. In the future. 
Oh my god! You're absolutely right. I hate to bring us full circle here. (laughs) What? But J.D. Vance wrote about his glamping in East Kentucky. Wait, did he? That's what I mean. Basically. Oh yeah, that's what it basically was. You're right. You're right. It's like he glamped here. Yeah, right. A few summers and weddings. (laughs) Right. Funerals. And, and then he wrote a best-selling and then novel about it. Parlay that into millions. Um, no, this sentence is what this is what I mean. Like when I say that this is the propaganda they feed you to convince you. Like, oh, this is this, this is the. Um, I'm overcome with despair. The the couple have now used Tinder three times with their dog Ollie, who had never been off leash before and has now encountered deer up close. He was like, "What is this sensation? Oh, it's freedom." <laughs> Where did you get this? <laughs> you said that like a mom who like found out her son. <laughs> this is awful. Was this running is around like a. Oh my god. They. New York Times. They editorialize the thoughts of a dog. Of a dog. <laughs> off the leash <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> to say it's freedom. <laughs> did this man get paid for this? I think so. Probably. Things are very. He bad. used the <laughs> word freedom. Freedom. Oh, it's freedom. Freedom. Even the most serious campers have to start somewhere. Growing up on Long Island, gear to go is Mr. Rosenberg never hiked or camped, nor had anyone he knew. It wasn't until he joined the ROTC that he slept under the stars for the first time. His motto is to never sell anything to a camper that is unnecessary, like a three dollar enamel camping mug with a new lo- logo on it <laughs> for twenty dollars. Or a repurposed antique hatchet with freshly painted handle at double the price of a regular hatchet. That's oddly specific. There is a, one of the biggest cottage industries going ever is the let's take rugged experience and make it accessible to somebody like Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> like like safari hunting. <laughs> right, like right, right. It's all that shit is is a, the most bourgeois conceit. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yep. These motherfuckers, they wouldn't survive fucking camping out in the fucking... Sahara grasslands fucking hunting a <laughs> goddamn lot. You kidding me? No. Well, that's, I mean, the the guides that we went with, they were telling us about these luxury tours they do. Uh-huh. And so there were three guides for 14 of us. For the luxury things, they send out like 10 guides for every three people. Oh, wow. And they set up that's big like too tents. many cooks spoiling the broth It's like tables with long tablecloth, like linens, wine glasses. They set all this up. They put out rugs what? so people don't have to be on the sand. <laughs> they were, and we were all, and, and honestly, when she said, yeah, we do luxury tours, we all looked at her and we're like, this ain't luxury because these people set, these people cook for us. I was like, that's the most luxury shit I could think of. Somebody cooking for me. I'm always the one up no, trying to get the fire going, get the coals hot, pull out the fucking cast iron and fry this goddamn bacon right. to get everybody out of bed. Like that is... Camping. No, the reason they got those ten people is because when they walk, they don't do a rug like they just line up under their feet. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like a they, human they bridge. Take, <laughs> they take chefs out with them, and they have so much extra gear. They have to they have to or that many extra. How I, I want to know that how many extra boats. How close are we to having rich people being carried around <laughs> in, in those like elaborate ornate boxes? It's like Wall <laughs> Wally, <laughs> yeah, like, floating around how, drinking slush. We've got to be pretty close to that as a society, I right? Have to be. I mean, Mariah Carey hasn't walked in years. I'm convinced she's carried everywhere. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, and to. I love Mariah. Oh, I love Mariah Carey. What but, about? Wait, what about her? I think she hasn't walked in years. She's carried everywhere. Don't you think she's oh, yeah. riding around on a platform? Yeah, that's true. Though anybody who wrote the song, <clears throat> anybody who wrote. Some of the bangers she's written deserves to be carried. 
<laughs> there, that one. <laughs> and at Christmas time, she comes out guns a blazing. That's that's, that's her season. Her yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine with Mariah being carried out. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What's happening? What, tell us that, what happens with Baxter and the boys. The cliche of the bearded urban lumberjack throwing hatchets in a bar instead of darts may come from a more ominous place than simple trendiness. Zach Deans, the com- the manager of Hatchet Outdoor Supply Company on an Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, said he believes the New York City camping bug is spreading thanks to President Trump's stance on national parks, his push for more mining and drilling, and concessions to polluting corporations. I think it's a backlash, Mr. Deans said. It's becoming much more hip to camp, to hike, especially around here in Brooklyn. Our current administration is boosting that for everybody. There are plenty of camping options around the city. There's Terra Glamping, an upscale glamping company that's not afraid to use the G word. It was one of two. Oh, <laughs> God. Like not all heroes wear capes. Well, what's so funny is like, especially around here up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn was never the woods, though. They were, they were, they were all like Dutch farm settlements. Yeah. Like all the boroughs were like Yonkers Farm, Bronx Farm. Like they just yeah. belonged to these Dutchmen. Like, where the hell do you camp near Brooklyn? I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't, uh, I've only been to Brooklyn once. You, uh, Prospect Park? Is that in Brooklyn? Yeah, Prospect Park. That's in Brooklyn. Damn. Okay, yeah, I know. Slammed it. That's where you, yeah. They're Slammed all, it. They're going into Manhattan. Oh, okay. Uh, um, camping in Central Park. Can yep. you camp in Central Park? Is that allowed? Um, probably not. But who knows it's you can consider I mean you're homeless if you've got enough money what I'm starting to realize is you can do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> <laughs> I said that really ominously <sighs> it was one of two pilot glamping programs at Fort Tilden in the Rockaways and is one of several vendors submitting proposals to return next summer the company has also considered glamping programs at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden and at Coney Island we can set our tents up anywhere said Rebecca Martin the company's founder most are up in Kingston at the Hutton, Hutton, Hutton backyards on the Hudson and start at 250 bucks a night. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, you pretty much get the idea. Um, uh, Camp Rockway offered a note. It's, it's just pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. What made you click on this? <laughs> It ended up being perfect, by the way. But well, what, 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 what? You set me up. You like made me tell my whole like <laughs> bougie river rafting trip. I didn't. Like, here we go. I didn't mean to. I. Oh, You're subtweeting <laughs> Tanya's glamping yeah. in person while she's here. Yeah. Wow. This is why. Wow. That's why she. That's why she don't come on no privilege. more. We want. We 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 make you check your privilege on this show. Yeah. When Heck. you walk through that door, you check your privilege. <laughs> Gay, <laughs> but oh man, oh man! I, like, how did you? Was this? Tell me, this was a suggested no, ad I, or I, some shit? No, I, I saw it on the New York Times tw- Twitter feed, and I was like, uh, I gotta click on that shit. I was like, I gotta shoot that sh- straight into my veins. What are they doing <laughs> up there? Um, I don't know. They're building tiny houses. They're glamping. Uh, yeah, tiny house is another good example of that. This printed out so bizarre. It did. It's really, uh, it's really. Look at this. It's really. We get lots of local people camping," said Brian Feeney, the park Staten Island unit manager. One woman said to me, "It's Brian. my first time, so if it doesn't work out, I'm going home tonight." He smiled and shrugged, staring out at New York Harbor, the skyline in the distance. You can't do that at Yosemite. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last line of this. <laughs> what? <laughs> You can't go home <laughs> at Yosemite. You can't go home at Yosemite. 
I mean, it's kind of dumb. It's really hard to... I mean, because, like, Yosemite isn't... I, I don't even know where you draw the lines of, of injustice here. <laughs> but, but ostensibly, you know, Yosemite, it probably means something to a tribe or something. It was probably stolen from some tribe. Absolutely. But, but I guess the idea of it that they're referencing in this article is that it is owned ostensibly by the public. It's for know. the people. <laughs> right. But in a reactionary way. In a bad way. God, this is... I don't know. Just uh, I, the, the main takeaway from this article is no private property. We got to get rid of private property. This yeah. is terrible. This is absolutely awful. And it's... Of course, this is East Coast shit. This is very East Coast. Because <laughs> basically all of the East Coast... Like, coastline is private property. Yeah. But you can't own the coastline on the West Coast. Right? Is that it? Like, it's all public. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about, like, land-holding patterns in this country except for this immediate area, which everything is owned by coal companies. Or land-holding <laughs> companies. Right. But... Oh, God. But, um... This is out there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, the rise of the stressed-out urban camper. You want to click on something like that? If this like doesn't that? work out, I'm going home tonight. <laughs> you can't do that in Yosemite. <laughs> You know, that's so funny because, like, that's something you, they usually say about, like, the rural places. Like, yeah. can't get that in New York City. Can't get that in Boston. <laughs> Kudos. You turn that on your head. Turn it on its head, pal. There Boy, is a future here. Good point. Good, Good job, Feeney. <laughs> Baxter, I lost track of who the characters were. But. Yeah. God yeah, yeah. damn. That's bleak. Yeah. Well, um... Come out to Summit City Lounge tonight. Yeah, let's plug Let's plug the show. There's gonna oh, be a are show. we dropping this right now? Yeah, I gotta put this out before we go. Um, before I go up to some, glad it, we didn't take any bad turns. Have to edit anything yeah, out. Yeah, no, I don't have this to. Is a, no. This is a. This I did almost go down out. a. Yeah, I might have to edit out some parts where I was making what sounded like it was going to be a nuclear take. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. No, that's leave that in. I was. That's not. Um, but uh, yeah, no, come out to the show tonight. Uh, starts at nine. Yeah, if you live within striking distance of Whitesburg, Kentucky, a couple hours drive, come out. We'll uh, we'll peek you out. Yeah, <laughs> I was about we'll to say, I'll bring the peeks. We'll bring, yeah. Right, bring we the peeks. gummies. You could glamp probably inside, wi- inside Whitesburg. You could do it in front of my house, actually. Yeah, you really could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my so. grass is pretty high. Come on down. It must be in stand yard. Music. Right. Uh, Buy Tanya a drink. It's still her birthday month. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. It's still we just still have a few days left of cancer season. Are we gonna get on stage tonight? You want to do a little improv? No, not really. You don't want to. I'd have to shower. He <laughs> <laughs> ain't showering, are you? There's no one's gonna know. They're not gonna be able to look at well, you. Well, at Summit, like, they also might not let us. <laughs> They'll be like, "Get up, boo!" Yeah, Fucking propaganda. I've, I've said repeatedly, Summit is not no, come the on, venue come on, for any improv. Let's do five minutes. Let's do five minutes. Five minutes of what? Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll think about it. And if we have something, we'll do it. We'll just roast Tom. If do y'all have a plan? If if all else fails, no. just pick one person and pick on them relentlessly. Break down. Let's their roast someone that ain't there. Psyche. Uh, okay. Like the mayor. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is how half-assed this show is going to be. The music won't be half-assed. The music though. won't be half-assed. It'll be uh, good. It'll be Come good. on out. Yeah. Show starts I'm around excited nine-ish. to see the boys. Yeah, we have. We have some new stuff. Uh, we haven't played a show in a long-ass time. We definitely haven't played since we recorded an album. So, um, come on out. It's going to be good. Are we on punk time? 
we're on punk time, which means no, I don't know, maybe not. We'll probably get started at nine. You know me. I'm of course, a punk, if I'm a punk Kevin Howard's the sound man, you know. That's punk true. Time. <laughs> Punctual time. Punctual <laughs> time. Oh, wow. That's the kind of content you get here at the Trillbillies. Who's running sound for you? Kevin. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's official. Well, before we go, uh, what, isn't it just the most 2000, this is the most hack thing you can possibly say, but isn't it the most 2018 thing ever that there was inside the black Egyptian sarcophagus, not just three bodies, just sort of like in a soup, soup, a stew. I still want to know what that smelled like. It was doo-doo. It was sewage. It was just a raw sewage leak. So that was actually what was the red. It was a raw sewage leak. Yeah. Like it wasn't supposed to be in there. It wasn't supposed to be in there. Oh, okay. The shit was made out of like granite, so it probably wasn't very well like insulated. insulated. So a bunch of shit got in it. And uh, that was the... That was the uh, discovery of the week. <laughs> it's all anti-climax from, all, from here on out, I guess is what I'm saying. We're all anti-climax. We've reached... F- 2016 was like peak climax. Now we're post-climax. Here's, as the English, as the English say, all the piss is gone. All the piss is gone. We've, t- we've used all the piss up. I yeah. don't know. I have so many questions about <laughs> Trump and Russia. Do you? Yeah, I do. You know, it's funny. I don't have one. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> cannot be less interested for some reason. That's I don't true. know why. I haven't thought anything about it, really. Well, I was, like, checked out for my birthday, and when I came back, it was all... Everyone was wild about what had just transpired on my birthday. Well, it's, I think it's because Trump had this, like, meeting with Putin where he was like, everything's fine, and then he got back home and did the shadiest, like, fake friend shit ever was, like, when I said I would... I mean, I wouldn't. Like, he literally yeah, said... Yeah, like when you're really nice to your friends to their face, but when they're away, you shit talk them a little bit. It's not shocking, but <laughs> I just keep feeling like, where are we going from here? Like, what's our trajectory Do at this really point? you really want to know? I, I, I mean, I still maintain... I think this is our trajectory. I still maintain that what will wind up happening is some centrist lib will get elected in 2020... Maybe like Kamala Harris or Kristen Gillibrand or whatever. Who doesn't matter who, but they're going to get elected in 2020. We're going to go back to thinking that all the uh, the problems and rise of fascism and all this other d- just decadence and other things all around us is 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 been taken care of. And then in 2024, we're going to have an actual fucking Nazi who actually can articulate himself very well and rally the masses into some kind of you know um, mass violent. Revanchist movement. And his name will be Nikolai Carpathia, as foretold <laughs> in the Left Behind series. Oh my God. A Romanian Nazi. Jesus Christ. That was literally the Antichrist in that. He was he was, was a name. Romanian. Nikolai Carpathia. He was Romanian. Isn't that the most like can, can you get more racist than that? No. That's like <laughs> deeply ingrained anti Eastern European Right, sentiment. right. No, I don't know. Seriously, though, I, it, it makes me really scared because I don't think that. I don't think that. Uh, but you're not worried about the next two years of what? Oh well, that what could possibly <laughs> where what, what's what's happening next? Yeah, no, it'll be pretty bad. But um, but uh, someone had a good tweet that was like, uh, now there's a good many reasons to hate Vladimir Putin, but if. They're telling me that he's a uh, commie that likes gay sex, and they're just <laughs> really warming me up to him. Right, right, right. <laughs> telling me the wrong things. Um, all right, well, come on out to the show. 
uh, tonight. The corn won't grow, so rock and roll. Hey. <laughs> it's Goose Creek Symphony says, by God, honk if you're a goose head. <laughs>